Good morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Barron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 12.20 AM. And our big sponsor for this first half of our show is Odd Mo's Pizza. So if you guys are looking for lunch or dinner ideas, there you go. There you have it. Odd Mo's Pizza. And it's now July. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's now July. Holy smokes. Where does the time go? I don't know. I don't know. But before we get too far into it, we have a guest again. Yes. Again. It's a really good friend of mine, Carmen. Do you want to introduce yourself, Carmen? What do you do? How do we know each other? That kind of stuff. Well, hello there. My name is Carmen Sobreros, and I met Baron through our uh, networking group, BNI. And you, and what do you do here in town? What's your... I am an insurance agent with Country Financial. Been doing it over 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. But we're going to we're gonna circle back to a podcast where Allison Hancock was with us. Okay. And there was something that was said during that podcast that I went to Carmen and asked her. And what that podcast said was that the American Cancer Society says that this year, the number one death for women will be lung cancer, number two will be breast cancer. Okay. Except if you're a Latino. Really? And then the number one cause of death for women is breast cancer. Interesting. So I was asking Carmen why she thinks there's a difference. Yeah. And we're going to kind of get out of that in today's show. Okay. Now you've got me intrigued. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Good. All right. But with that said, do you remember who was with us last week? How could I forget? <laughs> Lisa Walker. Yeah. Last weekend was Cancer Awareness Weekend. That was awesome to hear her story and to know just kind of her past. I I know of that family. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of known as the family that has the Volcano Stadium. Right. And so it was really nice to put a, a face to her name um, and, and just have genuine conversation with her and know her why. Yeah. And so that was really awesome and powerful. So well, thank I thought, you. I thought it was neat that she started that one. She had already bowed through her own cancer, but she just wanted to have some way for cancer survivors to come watch a baseball game. Yeah. And it's turned into a full weekend. Yes. But here's my real quick question for you. Oh, Lord. I do this to her every single week. Every time. <laughs> I'm going to cut your mic off. I That's know. what I need to start doing. <laughs> Did I tell you who threw the first pitch out last Saturday? I believe it was Ozzy. It was Ozzy. Yes. Ozzy threw the first pitch out. Whoop, 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 whoop. That's two years in a row. So he threw the first pitch out last year, except last year he's still a pretty healthy little three-year-old. Yeah. Except... This year, one, it's amazing that he's a, a miracle. Oh, yeah, he's truly, a, truly miracle. a miracle. And and I, when I called Shyla, I said if he has to come out in a little wagon because he's losing mobility, he says, "No, he's feeling real healthy. Can he bring the little dog out with him too?" Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting and so awesome. It was awesome. So the little awesome. dog was with him. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And Michael, who beat childhood brain cancer, yes. and Ozzy were there together. Both throw the first pitch out. I love that. So, I love that. That was. I feel like that little puppy of Ozzy's is truly making a difference in his world. I mean, you see what my little girl on my lap right now I does know, for me. I know. We're into 63 shows, and, and Lucy's always with us. Never yeah. fails. And so the power of having that um, special bond and that love. So I'm really, I'm really excited to see Ozzy on the up and up because it was getting... To a point where it was like one of these updates is not going to be good, and it's I not going to be good to very soon. Yeah, and it did. A, I mean, they went out of town to visit family to say kind of. I mean, I felt like it was kind of a a goodbye That's trip what I um, yeah. because he was losing mobility, he was losing. I mean, everything. Yeah, and he's done a complete three eighty 
360. 380. That's more than a whole circle. That's a whole uh-huh. circle a lot more. You know it. <laughs> it's like a circle and then a J. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a 380 is. I was is. like, wait a minute. I think that's I, I mix those together all the time. <laughs> well, the other update I wanted to bring you was from Josh. Okay. Who's on his motorcycle. Yes. So I'm not sure exactly where he is today, but on the 19th of June, he was at Niagara Falls. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's really empowering to see somebody say, oh, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to live for and let you know my last little bucket list thing before I go. And to actually take those steps and do it right away. He didn't yeah. wait. It, like I thought, it maybe be like in a few months no, or he- no. He got that money fundraised thanks to you guys, and he hit that road so fast. So really awesome. I don't know that Carmen knows this whole story. We could catch the listeners up, too. Uh, This Honky Tonks Bar and Grill here in town has helped us for several years, and I get this phone call from the owner, Diana, saying, we've got a regular customer, and we were hoping that maybe I could help. So I stepped in, and um, Josh is in his early 40s. He had stage 4 colon cancer. It had left the colon, moved into his kidney and stomach region. And the doctors basically said the chemo wasn't going to cure the cancer, just kind of keep it at bay. So it was an incurable colon cancer. And he's like, I don't like the way this chemo makes me feel. So he's cho- he had chosen to stop taking chemo, which just basically means death is inevitable. Mm-hmm. But he had this bucket list and he wanted to ride a motorcycle from Newport, Oregon, to Boston, Massachusetts. It's all Highway 20. It's the same number the entire way. We did a fundraiser at a little $7,000. He's on the road. And he Amazing. hit the road. Oh, that's great. He's on the road. And he yeah. left like a week or two after the fundraiser? Yeah, like, like almost immediately he was on the road. No time wasted. Yeah. So really awesome to see yeah. him hitting those, like, that. how cool. Yeah. Where is well, he at again? Niagara Falls, well, I, that's right. On, on, in June 19th is at Niagara Falls. Oh, right. So now that it's July 1st, I'm not sure where he's at, but as soon as I find out, I'll let you guys know. Awesome. So, awesome, awesome. Well, we have to keep our recipe. Oh, yeah. Except Bob. today's recipe, since my good friend Carmen's with us, is going to have a little different twist to it. Oh, all right. So this is this book is called The Plant-Based Diet for Beginners. The section we're coming out of in the book is soups, salads, and sides. Okay. And when I showed this to Carmen, I said, you know, we could bring this in. She says, really? You think I have time to cook this? <laughs> <laughs> but it's baked. I would have been like, yeah, I, I do think so. Just to challenge her to make her bring us food. <laughs> well, I didn't want to push the envelope when I saw the look at her face. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so it's baked baked taquitos oh, yum. with fat-free refried beans. Oh, okay. Sound pretty tasty, yeah. right? Yeah, yes. So it says, you make these taquitos in large batches ahead of time on game days or on a holiday party. They're perfect for dipping in your favorite salsa, roasted jalapeno, lime guacamole, which is a future recipe. Okay. (laughs) Um, Or a plant-powered sour cream. Okay. Now, sour cream would not be a plant-based, so we're going to make sour cream that's plant-based. That's an interesting one, too. So that's another recipe for another day. Two other pages in here. Okay. (laughs) So this has a few ingredients, but they're still all very simple. You've got two cups of pinto beans. You have a teaspoon of chili powder, a teaspoon of ground cumin, a half a teaspoon of garlic powder, a half a teaspoon of onion powder. There's all your seasonings. 
um, a quarter teaspoon of pepper flakes, and then 12 corn tortillas. Okay. Sound pretty simple? Yeah. Right? So you're going to preheat the oven to 40 degrees. You're going to line a baking sheet with parchment paper. You're going to combine the beans, the chili powder, the cumin, the garlic powder, the onion powder, the red powder. All those seasonings get mixed together. Mm -hmm. And then blend it for about 30 seconds. Place the tortillas on the baking sheet. Uh, so those corn tortillas. Yeah. Put them on the baking sheet. Bake for one or two minutes. This helps soften the tortillas and makes them easier to roll. Then remove the tortillas from the oven. Add a couple heaping teaspoons of the refried bean mixture that we just made. Roll the tortilla lightly and bake for 20 minutes. Perfect. So if I'm not mistaken, when because I've done a homemade um, like taquitos, can't you just take a wet paper towel and pop them in the microwave for like 15 seconds instead of baking them for a few minutes? That's what I was thinking. I was, <laughs> I was like, like That's wow. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Well, that would certainly eliminate one whole step here. A whole step. <laughs> Preheating the oven. I mean, you're done before your oven's even preheated with yeah. the microwave and paper towel trick. Yeah. Well, this is probably because you're going to make a larger batch. Because this is talking about, you know, it says make a large batch and then have them ready for a party. Mm -hmm. But you could do the same thing you just said for smaller batches. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Anyway, so that's our recipe. Sorry, I didn't mean to rain on your no, parade. No, there's no. <laughs> it's July. There's no rain on July. <laughs> But we do always take a picture of the recipe, and you can email Amanda at... Amanda at kslm.news, and I will get you guys over that... Uh recipe and if you want any back recipes if you're if you you're like you know what that one sounded really good and you requested it and you're like you know what i, I kind of wish i would have requested all the others shoot me an email and i'll get them all over to you no problem at all and if you're a regular like our friend bob she'll text you it like i am right now <laughs> she's sending bob a text right now we're past the email stage okay that well, you're a, you're a good texting terms with bob. <laughs> Well, the big reason I wanted Carmen to come in with us is there was something we said in podcast number 90. And Allison Hancock had called in from the mm -hmm. Breast Friends Organization. Yes. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the American Cancer Society predicted this year that lung cancer would be the number one cause of death for women and breast cancer would be number two. Okay. Except with Latinos, it will be number one. Breast cancer will be the number one cause of death for Latino women. So I went to Carmen and I said, why do you think there's a difference? Yeah. So do Carmen, you know? So, so, so or do, had, what, I guess what are you... She has some good opinions. Here. Okay, okay. Uh -huh. So being in the Hispanic uh, community, being born in Mexico, the mom is um, the one that sustains the household. We take care of everything. We wear so many hats and we're the last ones to take care of ourselves. So uh, one, one example is while we're talking about the food, right? We, uh, we serve everybody else and we serve ourselves last. We mm -hmm. make sure everybody's taken care of first and then we sit. Now, if they want seconds, we get to get up and, and serve them. So, yeah, it's because we are definitely the last ones to um, give ourselves any kind of attention. Mm -hmm. So it's really kind of a cultural difference between Latino, the Latino family dynamic and the American dynamic is, is one, one component. Yes. yes. So I do all of those same things, though, to, if, to compare it, you know, like 
I'm the last one to do a doctor's appointment and my whole household's taken care of and then meals, make meals, serve everybody. And then if they want seconds in the middle of me just starting my plate, I'm going, getting up and getting them seconds as well. Yeah. And, and I think that has to do too with uh, having the feeling of being selfish. Okay. So um, it's always, um, it has instilled... Like, as far as myself and my family is, think of others first before yourself. So, mm-hmm. I think that plays a lot of, uh, a big role in our culture of if you focus any kind of attention towards you, it's more of like being a selfish. Okay, yeah. 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 Okay. So, so I, I, I had an idea, and I know this isn't a Spanish-speaking station. Okay. So I'm just going to let the listeners that are listening right now know that you are still listening to KSLM <laughs> Radio. But, Carmen, if you could say something to your friends in the area that, that are Latino in, in their language, what would you tell the ladies in, in Spanish? In Spanish? Okay. Uh, es, es tiempo de nosotras también cuidarnos. Nosotros somos el... El resistol de nuestras familias. So necesitamos que cuidarnos nosotras para poder seguir amando a nuestras familias y cuidándolas. And then I will blatantly admit I do not speak Spanish. So, <laughs> so what did you just tell the ladies? What you, everybody, not just the ladies. What did you say? I just said that it's okay for us to take care of ourselves. It's okay for us to get checkups. We are what we keep our families together. And if we take care of ourselves, we're going to take care of our family. Yeah. And it's not a selfish thing to do. Absolutely. I think it's a powerful statement in English or Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always like the statistics. You like the shocking facts. Yeah. Right? Knowing that Carmen's going to get this, I, I managed to find some statistics from Mexico. Oh, okay. Um, these are from uh, uh, whatever Mexico's version of the National Cancer Institute is, but in Mexico. Is it about the breast cancer being number? It, no, no. This is actually cancer as a whole. Oh, okay. All right. So in Mexico, in 2017, there were 904,581 new cases of cancer in Mexico. Wow. In the U.S. that year, there were almost 1.7 million. Wow. In 2020, there were just shy of 1.3 million in Mexico and 1.8 million in the United States. Jeez. Except I, I showed this number to Carmen, and, and you had a thought about those numbers, too. Absolutely. So, so yeah. what, were you, what were your thoughts on those numbers? Um, I don't think they're accurate just because um, how they keep track in Mexico, um, the system is not like the one here in the United States. Um, there's places where you just can't get to in Mexico, and I'm sure that they have cancer, so they're not counting those. I mean, there's some places where you can only walk to that place, so um, they're not accounting those. I think they're getting better, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't believe. So you think the numbers are, are higher than this? I do believe they're higher. Okay. I mean, there's some places that the bus will go to that certain, you can't even call it a town. It's not big enough to be called a town, maybe like once a week. Mm-hmm. So. So that's kind of scary to think that as, as scary as those numbers are. Right. That, that they're probably even higher than that. Right. So are you saying that the hospitals just don't have like um, the resources to collect the data or they're, they're the towns that don't have hospitals? I think or, it's like, that the government can't collect the that. The government, yeah. 
So, like, we have the census every 10 years. Right. And that's a government-run census. Mm -hmm. Mexico has a version of some version of that, except the populations are hard to get to. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. The other one that I thought was intriguing here is in 2013, so 10 years ago, 12.8% of the people in Mexico that passed away passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. Except you don't think that number's right either, do you? No, because here um, you do autopsies to make sure that that's why they passed away. Over there, they don't they don't do autopsies unless you request it and you have the funds. Oh. So um, if you don't have the funds, you pretty much can't get anything done. And that goes for, like, medical care or anything like that, too. So if so. you had, uh, I guess, like, diabetes, but you maybe something else had happened, but because you had that diagnosis, they would be like, oh, well, they died of diabetes. They won't actually do an autopsy to verify. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's that. That was scary when she told me yeah. that because if roughly thirteen percent of the people in Mexico are dying from cancer, and it's actually higher than that because that number is not accurate. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of scary too, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it did say that the number one cause of death in Mexico was lung cancer, then gastric or stomach, liver, prostate, which is actually higher than breast cancer, but that's in Mexico. Mm -hmm. The statistic earlier was Latinos living in the United States, and there's a difference. Yeah. And I want to get deeper into that cultural difference. But there was something else that you mentioned to me, Carmen. So that first number, 2017, and the second number was 2020. Some, something happened in Mexico between that earlier number and now. What was that you were telling me? Yeah, absolutely. And I saw this, and I thought it was just so... Um, just the changes. So I try to go to Mexico at least once a year. And I remember back, uh, even in 2000, you would not see like any fast food restaurants over there. And in 2017, you started seeing McDonald's and Domino's. And now you will find almost any fast food restaurant in Mexico. Really? So I feel like the culture from the U.S. has shifted to Mexico. So we brought our sad yeah. diet, mm -hmm. <laughs> the standard American diet. Yeah. We brought our diet down to Mexico and, again, correlation, causation, yeah. right? Yeah. There's a very interesting correlation between our diet showing up and their numbers starting to really tick up. Yeah, yeah. So I found that quite intriguing That is, well. that is, bringing in that type of food, yeah. Um, so knowing that, again... You have some connections here in, in town. Mm -hmm. In Spanish, what would you say to your friends who can tell their relatives still in Mexico? What, what can they do? What can we do to help down there? And, and tell um, them in Spanish. What, what they can do here as far as... What, what, um, what can we do different here? Mm -hmm. And what could they share with family that still live in Mexico? Um, pues... Regresar a lo que éramos antes, comer saludable, comer más frutas y verduras. Uh, ya sabemos que hay mucha, uh, 
estudios donde encuentran que la comida de aquí tiene muchos químicos. So, les recomiendo que hagan sus uh, estudios de cuál es la comida saludable y preparen uh, platillos, no nomás para, para uno, pero para toda la familia y cambiar ese estilo de vida, el estilo de comer uh, y volver de cómo comíamos antes. So I said, let's go back to how we were eating before, <laughs> plants, veggies, um, meal prep, and, um, you know, do it for ourselves and our family and be healthier for it and do your research and, um, you know, start eating the way that we used to eat before. Yeah. Which is, we've been talking about that for like a year now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the better way. What, what, do you, what do you think the true... What do you think the true cost, not monetary, but so you have this family that's in Mexico and they're just looking for a better life than this village they live in. And so they come over here, they find a job, they begin indoctrinating themselves into our culture. But what's the bigger cost to that family, do you think? Um, well, I'll speak for from my experience. Okay. And I believe uh, time. Um, here, well, right now, our times are very expensive, right? You need two incomes to make ends meet, and not even there. And I'm sure, I'm sure some families can't even do that. Um, but I think it's our kids raise themselves. I mean, you don't hear about the, the Hispanic, but I was left alone. I'm the oldest of five to take care of my siblings. At 10, at 10 I was feeding them. I was making sure that they were okay, they were safe. And I'm sure that hasn't stopped, especially in our community. I mean, we can't, um, affording daycare is a big thing. So I'm sure somewhere there, especially with what happened, kids being online, that was a big advantage in our community, I'm sure, because they got to stay home and watch the smaller kids. So um, I think that and um, the fast food, right? Parents are working sometimes two jobs. They don't have time to meal prep. They don't because they're running from one job to another. So it's um, it's hard. I can see it. Um, but you you have to make time to make that change, um, you know, to make it so the kiddos don't have to be by themselves and they don't have you don't have to give them, you know, m money for them to go buy fast food and um It's, it's doable. It's just a matter of time of setting aside and, you know, uh, taking the time to meal prep or actually wanting to make that difference, wanting to make that change. So, yeah. Yeah. How many kids do you have, Carmen? I have four. Four. Yes. And I know you're busy. I am busy. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah, you're a busy yeah, lady. Yeah. So what do you do in your house? I mean, how do you, how do you help those four kids you have in your house? What do you do? I give them tasks. <laughs> so I, I always tell them, you know, uh, for me, it's very important. If I'm going to tell my kids or ask them to do something, I need to set the example. So I changed my diet. Um, and um, just last night, I made cheese and eggs waffles. So Truffles. Yes. Oh, What? they're so oh. good. You just yeah. introduced me to a new word. Oh, oh my uh -huh. gosh. I have the little yeah. maker thing. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. 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 What, what are they again? 
You two, you two, I don't know what you guys are talking about. What well, I, I went on a keto diet for a long time, and so that was one of the things. It was, it's chaffle, and um, it's like a cheese waffle. People use eggs with them. I yeah. don't, I, eggs, I, I don't sit well with me, so um, I don't use eggs, but they're, they're amazing. Yeah, and I used uh, a cauliflower bag. Okay. Um, you just buy them, you steam them in the microwave, and I added egg, and I put it in there. Instead of like a tostada, mm-hmm. you use that. Mm-hmm. Instead of bread, you use that. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's really simple. And so when I get home, I, I tell my girls, as long as the dishes are done, I can focus on making us a healthy uh, meal, mm-hmm. and then we have leftovers for the next day. Yeah. So. Well, I think we just get the talking point for the second half of the show. They're amazing. I <laughs> you're you gonna have so many like, different I always things. Bring stuff I've in. made you... taco ones, pizza oh. ones, I, jalapeno popper ones. They're one of my faves. All right. Well, you get They're to start very, the next very, half very, of the show good. with this whole new waffle thing you told me. About. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chaffle thing, and yeah, you just yeah. make it with, and it's very quick and yeah. easy. Yeah. Nice. Very quick mm-hmm. and easy. I think that's half so, the key is quick and easy. I'll have to show you. Yes, it's yes. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll, I'll I'll give you all the tips and tricks. Oh, good, good. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I love cheese, so it's a winner. <laughs> all right, well, we are going to go to break. I'm going to give a huge shout-out to our sponsor of this half, which is Oddmo's Pizza. If you are dieting and eating well, they have their Green Monster, which is a cauliflower crust pizza. Sorry, I got ahead of myself there. And it is absolutely phenomenal. And if you're not dieting, they have their Chicago deep dish and everything else that is so, 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 so good. Two pounds of cheese. Two pounds of cheese. cheese. And I'm a huge cheese lover. It was amazing pizza. You can't go wrong with anything at Oddmo's Pizza. So make sure you guys go down there for lunch or dinner. And we'll be right back after these messages.